Your return to Shoro was not part of our negotiations, nor our agreement, so I must do nothing. And secondly, you must be a pirate for the pirate's code to apply, and you're not. And thirdly, the code is more what you'd call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl, Miss Turner. What is this? Big <laughs> Sire, is this... This Hades costume is the stinkiest costume on this brand. <laughs> Babies are often very useless when you need to get things done. Take a puff. Do you fear Bam. Bing Bong is a sus individual. Pressure like a drip, drip, drip that'll never stop. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Chris, it was a wonderful time talking about Disney's favorite witch, Messiah. I don't know what we really landed on after that Mary Poppins bracket, but we're moving into a little Jerry's gang chosen topic here. The biggest Disney badass. That's right. Jerry's gang went ahead and and we ran a poll over on Patreon and they voted and this was the winner. Biggest Disney badass. So thank you to the gang for voting on this. And if you want to help us choose our next topic, uh, a topic down the road, join us for trivia, get some bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash mouse madness, join the gang. Very worth it. We have a lot of fun. Uh, and one of our gang members is, uh, happens to be our guest host tonight. Uh, yeah, we, we got we got a ganger back. Uh, we got Mandy back in the house. Um, Mandy, you you voted on this uh, biggest Disney badass topic. Take me through the thought process. What about this topic uh, stands out to you? Why is this so interesting? You know, I did vote on this topic, and I think it's because as a 90s kid, we grow up with a lot of Disney badasses. I mean, it was the whole like revolutionary princess era where we had Jasmine, we had Pocahontas, we had Esmeralda, they were kicking booty. And, you know, we had all these like great Disney channel shows as well that had all these strong characters. We got gargoyles. We got some crazy <laughs> Darkwing Duck stuff. Gargoyles. So um, I just I, I was really intrigued in this topic. And I'm always, as always, looking forward to the hot takes. Yeah, it's a lot of badassery floating around in the 90s as an offshoot to the extreme uh, movement, yes. especially yes. the extreme Disney movement. So uh, we had a very, very healthy um, number of characters that I think <laughs> people were considering for this uh, because oh, for sure. we've got a field of 16 and there were so many uh, miss the dance options, but we'll talk about those later. Before we get any further, we got talk spoonful of sugar. Uh, Kyle, what are you drinking in Oakland? I have a classic uh, KSA. Kolsch from Fort Point. Uh, Fort Point, I enjoy their beers. I've had a bunch of them here on the pod before. They're just like the most accessible, somewhat craft beer here in the Bay Area. Every grocery store, every liquor store carries them. This KSA is a light Kolsch, 4.6% alcohol. Um, so it's it's an easy sip for the dog days of summer that we have just entered. So I'm looking forward to having my KSA and talking Disney badasses. Uh, Chris. What are you drinking over there? 
I, I got a sour ale. I found a little uh, special sour ale section at Total Wine recently. So I've just <laughs> been going down the line. Uh, and I got myself a Briar Heart from Urban Family Brewing Co., which is a Seattle brewery. Uh, we had some good news this week. We got it. We got a timetable for Tiana's uh, Bayou yeah. Adventure yeah. opening at the Disney parks as the Splash Mountain theme goes out and the Tiana theme moves in. So I thought this Briar Heart uh, was a good option for uh, you know take some sips for the soon to be defunct Splash Mountain <laughs> uh, theme for that attraction. It's pretty good. Um, okay. I would say this is definitely on the upper half of my sour beer rankings. Not blowing oh. my mind, but you know, I'd finish this for sure. Um, <laughs> Mandy, so. what do we got down in uh, South Bay? I got a two town cider house, pineapple cider. Um, first mention of the night to powerhouse Tess for door dashing <laughs> me when I did not have enough uh, liquor in my house for a power hour. She door dashed <laughs> me pineapple cider. So it's nice and refreshing, perfect for summer. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into some badasses. Having a cider as your power hour drink is a move. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta keep it going with the with the tasty tasty notes of fruit. Uh, so I'm excited. Oh man! All right. Well, Chris hinted at the fact that we have a ton of Disney badasses in the catalog. Only 16 can make it, and. Uh, we chose a, a demographic that helped us to get there. And we sent the interns back into Disneyland because earlier this month, we had the reopening of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, they went down for very long refurbishment. And we are waiting to see what additions they were going to put in. If we are going to see any Johnny getting taken out. And we can tell you that Captain Jack Sparrow is still haunting the flumes of Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, and so the interns went on that opening day and asked the people in line at Disneyland, what, who, who are the biggest Disney badasses? Who, who do you consider the biggest badasses? And we got a lot of them. So we have, we have a good number of Miss the Dances. Chris, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Who do you think missed the dance on this biggest Disney badass bracket? I mean, this is a character that maybe I don't think is, is a huge badass, but I'm very surprised that they're not in this top 16. The Beast. I yeah. mean, just just for the name alone, The Beast. Uh, beast totally. Mode. Uh, hello. That's badass. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you go Beast Mode, you enter into a state of badassness. Um, obviously, <laughs> the you... man is very physically dominating, and uh, he's got fur and fangs, and He's kind of a, a creature of the night, but you know, deep down, he is—he is a softy. You know, he's a—he's a, he's a sure. prince with a broken heart. Um, and I, I guess I understand why you could make the argument that uh, any time that the beast acts as a badass, it's really just kind of him lashing out because he's so broken on the inside. But maybe totally. that's a trait of all badasses. We'll get into that later. Um, and the other one is—is is not really a Disney creation, but a live action character that was one of the like OG money makers for the Disney company. And that's Zorro. Oh yeah. Dude with all in black with the mask drawn Z's with the sword on everything. Total disregard for the rules, total vigilante attitude. Very, very badass. Um, I'm, I'm glad we didn't have to de 
dive into the entire Zorro catalog uh, to prepare for this because it, yeah. it's thick. But uh, <laughs> when I thought of Disney badasses, Zorro was definitely something that came to my mind early on. Sure. Uh, what are a couple for you? So the first one for me is uh, Darkwing Duck. Uh, we we forget about some of these Disney afternoon 90s cartoons in the Disney sphere, but Darkwing Duck is a superhero who, you know, always gets himself into some sort of trouble, but he is always winning at the end of the day. Uh, a lot of his episodes include him pulling off some incredible stunts. Like if you're a superhero, you're kind of classified as a badass right off the bat. He's a little bit of a klutz sometimes, uh, and his sidekick is Launchpad McQuack from DuckTales. So whenever you get that bozo involved as well, things are about to go sideways. But I think that he's he's a pretty pretty sneaky badass. And the other one is Baymax, another superhero-type character. I can see why he may not have made it, because he's also just kind of like this big, soft, cuddly robot. Uh, but he has some badassness in him. He he's he's fighting crime. He's solving crimes. Uh, in the most recent Baymax series on Disney Plus, he's more so of like the the healer of his community. But the fact that he's able to respond to just about anything and and have a solution for it that makes him pretty badass. So I feel like he could have snuck in there as well. Mandy, what are some uh, Disney badasses that missed the dance? Oh man, well I think the biggest one that missed the dance for me has to be Kissing Kate Barlow from Holes. <laughs> You do not want to mess with that woman. Like, she will kick your ass. Um, sure. So I think that that was the biggest one I was sad to see off the list. But she appears in the movie for like 16 minutes. So I understand why people don't think of her. And I have to say the other one is the pub thugs from Tangled. Um, also another <laughs> group of guys you might not want to mess with. I think Shorty is the only one I don't feel would be in that category. But the others, you know, they got that rough exterior. You find out they have hearts of gold, but they're definitely what I would um, consider the definition of badass. So those are two that missed the dance for me. Don't sleep on uh, sober Shorty. He might he might be a badass in his sober state. We don't we just don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. He's uh, he's permanently inebriated. That guy. <laughs> Uh, well, we've got 16 Disney badasses on here. Uh, quick note, this is Disney only. We excluded Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars from yep. uh, these rankings, so you won't see Tony Stark and Captain America on here. These are these are the Disney boys and Disney gals only, <laughs> um, and we had plenty to choose from, even narrowing it down that much. So let's go ahead and cue that dramatic music. Let's, let's get it going. I am your father, coming in at number one from The Lion King. It's Mufasa. Defeating the Huns at the number two seed is Mulan. Brawn and Beauty coming in at number three. It's Hercules from Hercules. Making its way to the four seed with a bunch of con babies is Raya. Coming in at the number five seed, how about them apples? It's Captain Barbosa. We always say the same thing. I'm just going to say it again. How far will our number six seed go here on this bracket? It is Moana. Going into the unknown at number seven, it's Elsa from the Frozen franchise. Shape-shifting at the eight seed is Maui. Twerking with them donkeys at the number nine seed. Uh-huh. From Encanto, it's Luisa. Watching after her alien dog at the number 10 seed is Nani from Lilo and Stitch. 
ain't no mountain high enough <laughs> for the number 11 seed. Standing tall is the great prince of the forest from Bambi. Leading tours at the number 12 seed is Frank from the Jungle Cruise. Coming in at number 13 with a whale of a tale to tell from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, it's Ned Land. Gaming it up at the number 14 seed is Sergeant Calhoun from Wreck-It Ralph. Fighting for his right to party at number 15 from Fantasia, it's the Chernabog. Rounding out our bracket of 16 is the mighty duck himself, Fulton Reed. All right, Mandy, we have 16 great Disney badasses. Uh, What are some of the matchups that you're looking forward to chatting about? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, there's so many good ones. I mean, I'm really interested in uh, the matchup between Maui and Luisa. That is, you know, both some strong, (laughs) thick characters. Um, So excited to to get into that one. And, uh, you know, it's also exciting to see some characters who aren't normally on the pod on this bracket. So I'm excited to get into it and talk badasses. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, let's go ahead and start it off. Uh, Chris, I'll take this first matchup, I think. We have the number one, Mufasa from Lion King, taking on the number 16 seed, Fulton Reed from Mighty Ducks. Uh, Fulton Reed, he's, the, uh, he's out here being an enforcer on the Mighty Ducks. Uh, and anything, if you know anything about enforcers in hockey, they tend to be pretty badass. They tend to be the, the rougher of the team. They may not have a ton of skill, but they have a lot of heart. And they're going to go down for their teammates. And Fulton Reed is a lot of that. Uh, they, he gets kind of drafted off the streets because he's got that powerful slap shot. And, that, and slap shots in hockey, badass. If you're able to wind up and hit that puck with that much force to have it wailing over at the goalie, you're, you're a badass. So like him being equipped with this power shot, I, I can see why we chose him at, here at the 16th seed. I can see why he got voted over there. Um, it's kind of weird to like talk about kids as badasses and like Fulton Reed exists as a child in, in Mighty Ducks. So is he a badass person or is he like a badass like kid? <laughs> so he's just like a, a badass kid. Uh, and you know how I feel about kids. But Fulton Reed, Fulton Reed can, can pass any day. Uh, up against Mufasa, and like, what's more badass than being the king of a pride and the pride lands, right? If you, and he's ruling with such authority that basically everybody else likes him, except for Scar and the hyenas, right? And so he has a, a, a great rapport with his people. That's always a, a great badass trait is when you can like lead with such uh, support that you come off as intimidating. He has, he has the gang with him. They had to get rid of him in order to have change in the pride line. Like they had to kill him. If you have to kill somebody <laughs> that makes you, you're, you're pretty badass. Uh, he's out here fighting, defending his son. Uh, he has that super deep, low voice that is always badass. James Earl Jones, shout out. Uh, and he dies saving his son, or at least what he... He gets tricked into dying to save his son. And then that's not all. Homie comes back as this big cloud spirit. What's more badass than being able to reincarnate yourself as a cloud spirit? Uh, 
I really like Mufasa here at the one seed. I think he deserves to be there. In this matchup, it, it's just hard for me to consider Fulton Reed as, as this like tween teen as a badass that's deserving to take down someone like Mufasa here in the first round. So I'm going to go with the number one seed moving on. Uh, Fulton Reed was the winner of our best Mighty Duck bracket. Uh, That was one of the originals, uh, one of my personal favorite ones. Um, And he was crowned the winner for a number of reasons. And yes, um, he definitely was an enforcer. He was a member of the Bash Bros along with Dean Portman. Um, He was out here uh, pile driving people and clotheslining people on the ice. Definite... um, Penalties, drawing a few game misconducts over the course of the three Mighty Ducks movies. Um, A hard-hitting defenseman. And like you said, he has that slap shot that uh, broke Gordon Bombay's minivan window. (laughs) Uh, It it literally punctured a hole through the back of the net in Mighty Ducks 1. He's knocking goalies unconscious. He's breaking goalies' hands. Like, any time Fulton Reed... Oh, he also um, hit... Uh, slap shot off the crossbar and it deflected off the ceiling and almost killed Mr. Tibbles. Yeah. Uh, like anytime, it's not just that he has a hard shot. Like anytime he shoots, there's like a, a major thing that happens. It's like a very traumatic, powerful, chaotic event. Right. Um, it's not just a hard shot. It is like a mythical slap shot. Um, and, and like, I mean, that's just his on ice uh, player profile, you know, and the reason he was crowned uh, the best mighty duck is because the way he composes himself off the ice. Mm. Like you said, he was kind of plucked off the streets um, in the first mighty ducks movie. We don't really know if he like goes to school, like all of the ducks are in the same class, but like Fulton Reed was just out here like shooting hockey pucks at a suitcase like on a school day. <laughs> Uh, that's never really explained, but um, he definitely seems to be kind of one of those kids that, like, if he does go to school, he's probably out here playing hooky, you sure, know? And that's sure. something we see him do again in the third Mighty Ducks movie when Charlie gets all pissed off about not being the captain and not being a duck or whatever. Uh, Charlie storms out of the Eden Hall Academy and Fulton Reed's right behind him. Yep. Uh, Fulton Reed. Is is that badass who like has a disregard for the rules in favor of a regard to loyalty and mm. like what he deems as his own rules. Mm. So Gordon Bombay tries to rally his locker room and is like, oh, we're gonna be the ducks. Like ducks are this, ducks are that. And everyone's like, dude, ducks are stupid. And Fulton <laughs> Reed's the first one, he's like, I'll be a duck. He he doesn't care what anyone else in the room thinks. He's going to kind of play by his own rules. I mean, in this situation, he's demonstrating a loyalty to Bombay, a loyalty that he shows again when the team walks out on Bombay after they see him making a sarcastic comment to the Hawks coach. Um, But then uh, Fulton kind of leads the anti-Bombay movement. Right. When he sees him eating ice cream with the hot Iceland coach. Right. You also get him, like I said, walking out of Eden Hall Academy with Charlie. He he has this kind of like disregard for authority, but you see him kind of submit to authority occasionally if it's in his best interest in that moment. Um, 
and and like that to me is very badass okay that that this person lives by their own rules like they live outside of the system um in a way that isn't totally like villainous you know because so many villains like scar live outside of the system but it's like with a sense of like um almost like religious fervor you know like they hate the system just to hate the system and like Fulton Reed's one of those people that like yeah he hates the system but like you know if it suits him he might play along too dude (laughs) accepted a scholarship to some prep academy like that's not very badass (laughs) but you know he's 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 out for himself at the end of the day um we also see him uh, totally murk a couple of Hawks players at the beginning of Mighty Ducks 2. Um, <laughs> cl- like, takes all their clothes and ties them to a tree. Just awesome. I mean, yeah, he's a kid, but he is badass. Okay. Uh, Mufasa, yes, like you said, him turning into, like, an ethereal god is very <laughs> badass. Um, James Earl Jones is the voice of Scar, which makes him sound badass. He's dropping wisdom. A badass must be wise because uh, a badass sure. is a badass is experienced in the ways of the world and Mufasa does that a lot. Mm. The problem I have is that Mufasa has this leadership role that to me is not very badass. Like to me, really? a badass a badass is kind of like a supporting character in a group. They're not going to be the leader of the group, but they're going to kind of be that that last piece, that mm. Tim Riggins on the on the Dylan Panthers uh that the Sandor Clegane in Game of Thrones, you know, the guy who's just kind of out here doing his own thing. He's going to put you over the top. Han Solo in the first Star Wars movie, right? Sure. Um, so believe it or not, I mean, I guess probably believe it because yeah. you know me and the Lion King. <laughs> I got the upset. I got Fulton over Mufasa. All right. Uh, Mandy dropped a bomb on us uh, in the lead up to this bracket that she had never seen the Mighty Ducks. So um, I'm going to need a tie break and also maybe an explanation. (laughs) Wow. Okay. On the spot, right up on the first round. This is going to get interesting. Um, So yes, I have never seen the Mighty Ducks. Um, I grew up with all of the animated Disney videos on VHS, but my mom did not shell out money for the live action VHS tapes. So apologies. (laughs) I need to do some catch up. Um, but even though I've never seen the Mighty Ducks, I did watch um, a couple clips of Fulton before this bracket, um, mainly him smashing windows and beating up kids. And I also thought, <laughs> wow, that that's a badass dude. Um, and yes, Mufasa, very badass. James Earl Jones, very badass. The way Mufasa dies is so freaking bogus, though. Like, he should have kicked <laughs> Scar out of the pride from the get-go. The fact that he sure. still wants to trust him so not badass. So I I love these characters very dearly, both very badass. But I also think, Chris, I'm going to agree with you and go with the upset. I'm going to go Whoa. with Wow. Wow. Chris gets his wish and Fulton moves on. Go, baby. <laughs> Fulton moving on. Um, okay. Let's move on then to the next matchup. It is uh, number eight, Maui from Moana versus number nine, Luisa from Encanto. Uh, this is the first Dwayne the Rock Johnson character we have on this bracket. <laughs> and <laughs> so much of me is like, all right. And this is this is the problem with every character that the Rock plays. You know, it's like, do we like this character? Do we think this character is funny? Do we think this character is badass? Because of the character 
or because it's the rock. Hmm. There is a physical, but w- whether we want to admit it or not, like there is a physical element of being a badass. Sure. Whether that's the way that you dress, the way that you carry your face, what your body looks like, like you have to physically look like a badass. Yeah. No I badasses agree. are out here. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's like covert badasses that look like a nice guy and then they can kind of turn to <laughs> badass, but we're talking about movies, you know, like, so, so let's talk about Maui. Um, at the beginning of our trip with Maui in Moana, he demonstrates a lot of those kind of loner personality traits that are, that are common amongst badasses. <laughs> Moana rolls up to his island and she's like, I got I'm trying to return the heart of Tafiti. She wakes him up, right? He's like a, a sleeper. So, or did she just find him? I don't really remember. Yeah, I thought he was just like lurking and then she gets trapped, but escapes and Maui's trying to steal her boat. Right, right. So she just kind of stumbles upon him and uh, he is like, okay, I got this. Thank you for telling me that this is going down, but he, I, I'm good. I got this. He sings, uh, you're welcome. Uh, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson version, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, I mean, badasses can sing. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. You know, it's okay to sing if you're a badass. I, 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 I find Hugh Jackman to be, to, to, to be quite badass okay. uh, as, like, as like a person. I mean, I don't know the man very well, but like <laughs> he has kind of a badass confidence about him. Mm. And so the fact that he can sing is badass to me. Yeah. Uh, so, so Maui drops this little song about basically being super dope. He also <laughs> exposes his tattooed bod, which, you know Tattoos. What? Tattoos are badass. Yeah. Uh, just before hopping on the pod, Kyle sent me an image of the best Disney Bob, Bob Gurr, getting a neck tattoo of the <laughs> P- of the freaking monorail. And I was like, oh, Bob Gurr should have been on the biggest Disney badass bracket. Yeah, he really should um, have. But tattoos, tattoos are badass. They look badass. And the idea that someone would get a tattoo, like you have to demonstrate some badassness. I mean, sure. I don't have tattoos. Mandy, you have tattoos, right? I do. I even have a Princess Aurora tattoo. Right. So like when, you're, when, you, when you sit down in that chair and you commit to getting inked up, yeah, like mm-hmm. you have to you have to kind of like reach into your inner badass and say like I'm gonna fight through this pain, sure. and this pain is gonna be worth the reward. That is this art that is gonna be on my body permanently. Also, I'm so confident in this decision that this thing <laughs> is for life. They're gonna put me in the ground with this on my body. That's a pretty badass commitment. Oh, for sure. Um, it's a it, it, so uh, Maui has that going for him for sure. Dude um has a weapon. Dude's got a giant hook. Yep. Uh, he handles it well, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know that it's a super badass weapon. It doesn't kind of have that like sharp. It has like a hook. It's a hook. It's obviously it's can impale yeah. you, but like when you think of badass weapons, maybe you're thinking of like you know, great swords, hammers, axes, right. trucks, I don't know. So the hook is like, you know, it's a weapon, but I don't know that it's a super badass weapon. Um, the, he tra- he can transform yep. into various creatures. His like uh, creature of choice, I believe, is a falcon. 
which is which is a very badass animal. Falcon mm-hmm. is the fastest animal on the planet. Oh, and so yeah, for those of you that did not know, Falcon <laughs> can fly so much faster than a cheetah can run. Um, yeah, so that's badass. Um, Luisa, Luisa's strong. Like Luisa, I would say among the people on this bracket, we have seen Luisa demonstrate a physical strength that is greater than most of these characters that we see here. Right. We see Louisa pick up a whole ass church. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has this kind of responsibility in town of being the one who's going to perform the physical labor, the physical labor that no other human can possibly do. We see some townspeople asking her to reroute a river. We see her obviously rounding up some donkeys, um, you know, badass grabbing some ass. And <laughs> that eventually, you know, gets her to sing the song Surface Pressure. And Surface Pressure is kind of a moment of her being like, um, I'm not okay on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually really hard for me. And I think that that is badass to be sure. able to like, and like badass is, you know, they do not wear their heart on their sleeve. But I think there is a uh, a courage that comes from being able to articulate your feelings. And I think if a badass is up against a wall, they should be able to to kind of do a little exposition dump and tell you like why. <laughs> it might take a while, but like they yeah. should be able to do that. Here's this, here here's the the thing I don't like about Louisa. I think about this not that Maui's Batman, but I think about when I ask myself who do I like better, Batman or Superman both DC uh, leading comic book characters, Batman, clearly more badass because right. Batman is a vigilante, dresses all in black, plays by his own rules. And Superman is the Boy Scout. Like that is his character trait. And I get a lot of Boy Scout vibes from Louisa where she is, <laughs> she is saying yes to a lot of people. She is super, super nice to everyone in town. Um, she's very accommodating and she's very flexible. Like she clearly plays by the townspeople's rules, plays by her abuelo's rules. And that is not very badass to me. Maui ends up kind of being a warm, fun guy by the end of Moana. But I, I think that I'm still going to give it to Maui here. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to give it to Maui as well. I think that he just shows off a lot more badassery than we get out of Luisa. Sure, Luisa's strength, uh, both emotionally and physically, is pretty badass. And she's able to carry the weight of her town and the weight of her generational trauma on her shoulders but you also have maui who's out here straight up fighting this like island monster (laughs) and like having no fear i think is part of being a badass like being feeling like you can do it's it's part of that confidence i guess right like maui just soaring in to this big lava monster to distract her so that moana can accomplish the deed that is pretty badass. That, like that kind of self-sacrifice, I, I really like out of a character like that. So I'm going to agree with you with number eight, Maui moving on. Mandy, uh, any issues with Maui taking down Louisa here? No, no. I mean, I think sometimes over the course of the movie, Maui can be a bit of a selfish weenie as well. But sure. um, I think that these are both characters. It's interesting. They both are kind of express their badassery through their service to others sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, Maui to like, you know, the human race and Louisa to the <laughs> townspeople, um, which is also just an interesting trait of being a badass. So um, uh, no, no, no issues with Maui moving on. I think we just didn't have as much time with Louisa in the movie to really kind of see her 
grow into what she could be. But um, yeah, I'm happy Maui's moving on. Just just wait. You know we about get a Disney get Plus spinoff with with uh, Louisa. <laughs> no. You know we about to get a a series of Louisa doing things with her strength for sure. All right, let's move on to this next matchup. It's number four Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon versus number thirteen Ned Land from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Holy deep cut of a <laughs> Disney badass. Uh, if you haven't seen Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Highly recommend it. That is a pretty influential and iconic movie in the Disney catalog uh, and inspired a lot of attractions at the parks. Uh, You still have a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea type attraction over at Tokyo Disney Sea, where you get to ride in little Nautiluses. Uh, But definitely check it out. Ned Land is a harpooner. Right off the bat, being a harpooner is pretty badass. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're, yeah, throwing you're, a sharp object definitely throw, badass with <laughs> with perci- precision. Like my man's is able to I, not to spoil the ending of this sixty year old movie, but at the very end he saves the submarine crew by straight up just striking this giant squid with the biggest harpoon I've ever seen in my life, uh, and he's he saves the day. Also, in order to save the day in that moment. He breaks out of like submarine jail, which must be one of the more difficult like doorways to break down. Think about like how structurally sound a submarine is. And there's a scene of him. He's he's locked up because he was he was about to expose Captain Nemo's plan. And uh, he's kicking the, the glass of this door he's locked uh, of the room that he's locked in. And he is close to shattering this glass. Glass on a submarine, that's going to be like near bulletproof. So I think that Ted, Ned Land is like ultra strong, <laughs> just absurdly strong. Um, he, he can sing, but apparently only one song because he does so throughout the entire film. Anytime that he has even a moment to, to whistle or hum or sing, he is singing the same song, Whale of a Tale. Uh, and he he doesn't conform to the rest of the crew that he joins here on the Nautilus. And I think that that is pretty badass. All of the Nautilus crew in uniform, the the like blue sailor's uniforms. Ned Land, now his clothes may be wet, but he's going to be rocking that striped shirt. And that is him. He's not, this is my, sh- this is my, my brand right here. But badassery is this striped shirt I'm going to wear. Uh, so I think that he's a pretty pretty deep cut of a badass but he's he's definitely deservedly so on this bracket he's up against raya and i will be completely honest with you i haven't watched raya and the last dragon since we talked about it (laughs) for the podcast in which i watched it one and a half times and so it was kind of difficult to jog my memory around all that she did but we can just start with her appearance girl wears this like cloak cape thing badass she carries this jagged sword that she uses to fight with badass uh when you roll with a dragon come on even if the dragon is aquafina that's still pretty badass of you to have a a dragon uh partner and just the way that she like travels through kamundra on that bay on her big buddy the big the big buddy i only remember took, his took. name took took uh like a like a lone ranger like a cowboy yeah. through through the desert. 
And that though, anytime that you see somebody on, on horseback by themselves, big hat, that's a badass right there. So I really like that about her. I also like that she is out here trying to achieve something that's never been done for the goodness of, of all. And I think to like take on that responsibility is pretty badass. And especially just with like the pure adventure that comes along with it. It's one thing if she has to just like kind of sit there and solve the problem, but she has to like physically go on a journey and find things. She is, she's, she's pretty badass. And also just winning at the end, right? And when all odds are against her, when there's this massive smoke monster, we're out here with Lost coming out with the smoke monster, eating up all her family and friends and community and the other communities. And she's able to reunite this land that was once divided. That's, that's, that's pretty badass right there. Uh, so I, I really like Raya. Uh, I think I'm going to go with her over Ned Land. Ned Land, I think, has those badass qualities. But I also think he's kind of like uh, maybe a little too selfish. And I don't think that's necessarily badass of, of somebody to be that selfish. Although his selfish ways was to expose like Captain Nemo's plan and his plan was to like kill people. So I guess like that's not necessarily uh, too selfish of, it, of himself. But he, he's still, I think, lesser than Raya. So I'm going to go with Raya. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying about Ned. Um, a badass plays it really close to the vest. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to like emotion. And Ned is very prone to like letting his feelings uh, be known. Oh, for uh, sure. There's one uh, towards the beginning of when they're captured by Captain Nemo on the Nautilus. He like eats some food and they're like, oh, this is like all fish, everything. And Ned's like, oh, this is so gross. Like, yeah. He spits it out. <laughs> Um, there's like an underwater excursion that yep. they go on and Ned decides he wants to steal some treasure and totally ruins like the whole operation, but in the process punches a shark in the face, which is <laughs> extremely <laughs> badass. Um, yeah, you mentioned like he's a harpooner and he's got a red shirt. Um, I mean, this isn't just like a cotton red shirt. Like this shirt no. is like hugging his body tight. It this is, is like a Simon fitting. Cowell shirt. <laughs> and whenever Ned has the chance to remove that shirt, he will absolutely do it. Right. Um, there's like towards the beginning of it's like maybe the second time we see him, he's on his boat and he's shaving with just, just like a knife, shirtless. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this mm-hmm. is what I'm th- when I say like badass has like a physical form this is it right here shaving with a knife shirtless on a boat like come on man that's badass so the song (laughs) (laughs) whale of a tail uh the song whale of a tail is basically a sea shanty about all the girls that ned land has ever got with yep um very very um icky uh, especially when we think about it today, I think we've, we've we mentioned this song on the Disney sing along songs bracket. I think that's the only other time yep. twenty thousand leagues has really ever come up. But um, it's it's pretty goofy. It's not great. What's funny though is that that is kind of um, a setup for a joke, and the joke is that Ned ends up with the sea lion at the end of the right. movie. Right. <laughs> the sea lion is the girl. <laughs> um, and that's kind of something that's sort of a badass trait 
this may be like the first thing off the table when when you're defining a badass that the badass ends up with the girl or the guy in the end. Mm. And it's usually not um, the same as a hero where it's like a sort of, um, I'm going to go get the girl or I'm going to go get the guy. It's like, oh, I just kind of am so badass that they just came right to me. Um, <laughs> Han Solo, seal. <laughs> for him, it's a seal. And they, like, that's actually really funny. Uh, um, there are a couple other badasses that end up with partners at the end of their respective movies, and we'll talk about those ones as we go. I just thought that that's a really funny, yeah, uh, kind of joke that's very, very um, easy to overlook. You sure. mentioned him saving the boat with mm-hmm. the harpoon to the face. Yep. Uh, after he harpoons the face, he saves Captain Nemo, his enemy, the bad yeah. guy in the movie. <laughs> he jumps in head first, takes a knife out, slices off a tentacle of the giant squid. Saves Captain Nemo. Dude also um, thwarts Captain Nemo's effort to do like a submarine group suicide and pilots the <laughs> Nautilus back out to the surface um, and, and rescues him and his buddies off of the boat. Um, guy loves alcohol. Guy smokes. Guy shaves shirtless. Like this guy has a lot of kind of on paper really great badass traits. Like I'm agreeing with what you're saying about him kind of feeling like he's almost more like Jack Sparrowy, right? Where he he does the he goes through the motions of the badass, but like what's at the heart that dis, that kind of like guides his decisions is a little bit too. Um, I mean, like yeah, a badass like writes their own rules, and like ultimately, I think a badass is kind of in it for themselves. But sure. Ned does it in a way that's very like impulsive and like not smart, and it feels uh, a little we, bit we, more like like weaselly out of Ned yes, as opposed to yes, like a, yes. a badass where it's like calculated and, and you right. know, not sneaky. Uh, when he tries to escape on the island, was like that was like the turning right. point for me when he, he kind of, he drew aggro from all of the natives, <laughs> just like Jack Sparrow does. And you just, go, all yep. right, this is a badass would never do this. Like right. this is way too, uh, too much of a thing. Do less. Uh, so I'm going to agree with you on Raya. Uh, I loved revisiting 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah. I think it's a movie. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Uh, it has its highs. It has its lows. But it's actually <laughs> it's actually a pretty fun watch. Uh, Mandy, do we agree with sending Ned Land here home over Raya? Yeah, I think if this was the best Disney ass bracket, Ned Land would win this <laughs> round because he does this little like butt shake in Whale of a Tail Someone already made it into a GIF. Like, it is one of the, like, <laughs> classic shots from that film. Um, so I agree. Raya is just across the board badass. Ned has a bit of problematic traits to him that I don't think, you know, encapsulates fully what a badass is. So totally mm. down with sending Raya um, to, the, to the semifinals. All right. Let's move on to the next matchup. It's number five, Captain Barbosa versus number 12, Frank. <laughs> From the Jungle Cruise. I like this matchup uh, a lot. Uh, our next Dwayne the Rock Johnson character enters here the bracket here. <laughs> here he um, is. Jungle Cruise. Much like Raya, this was a movie I watched one time and then completely forgot about. Yep. I don't remember if we did like a review on this movie or we, we talked about it a whole lot. We did. We did because we, we were mentioning how like first half of the movie, so good. Second half, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Um, yeah, so we can kind of try and avoid the rest of the movie and just talk about Frank. Yes. Um, if you need a refresher, Frank is, is the rock and he is the skipper. He's the captain of 
his boat can't remember what it's called. Okay. Um, but he's kind of like a like a con artist type guy. You know, we've got another one of these dudes who kind of like bends to the truth uh, mm-hmm. in order to like advance their own agenda, which I mean, I guess is kind of badass in, in theory, but just the way that he does it seems a little bit not well thought out. So he sets up the fake Jungle Cruise expedition with all of the tourists where he's getting them to give him money in order to save them even though they're never really in real danger because everything's just kind of fake his real badass nature doesn't really come out until he escapes the nazi submarine when jesse plemans rolls up uh to the little harbor on the river and the rock is about to take Mary Poppins returns out into the jungle and the Nazi submarine pops up. The Nazis <laughs> were a totally unnecessary part of this movie, but they popped up and the rock is like basically putting a self-destruct sequence into the entire city. And they somehow escape the submarine with like missiles on like the rickety boat. Don't know how it happens, but there's a lot of fighting and punching and diving into water and swinging yep. from vines physically a very badass type sequence for the rock obviously it's the rock you gotta have that kind of stuff in his movie right um it ends up the movie itself kind of ends up slumping a lot in the middle and the end like we said turns out the rock is um immortal yeah (laughs) Uh, dude dude cannot die he falls off of a giant tree and he's okay yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I'm talking about the size of like the Empire State Building. He falls and hits a bunch of branches on the way down and you can hear the cracking of his bones and they get down to the bottom. And he's like, whoa, that was crazy. <laughs> um, and that is such a major like. Uh, badass red flag to me, like mm. uh, the, the, the idea of being immortal, it just everything goes out the window because sure. something about a person's mortality and the way a badass is very cavalier with that mortality yep. is what makes them a badass. Yeah. And like, yeah, Frank is kind of like, he's got this curse and like, he can't help it or whatever. And he ultimately does perform this like sacrifice at the end of the movie to, to kind of like out of love, surrender himself to the jungle so that Mary Poppins returns can get her flower <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It's really stupid. <laughs> Um, and I mean, like, that's badass. He kind of, like, does a sacrifice. But like, also a badass kind of, like, would a badass make a sacrifice? Or would a badass, like, come up with a way that everyone, that I mean, everyone they do lives. all end up being alive in the right. end. But, like, he didn't know that when he did it, you know? Sure. I don't know. It's a weird movie. It's kind of a weird character. It's The Rock, which is badass. <laughs> um, dude has very powerful punches. He's got a pet leopard, which is... Yep. Super badass. That I is guess. badass. To be able to train a large wild cat to perform, even that's that's yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. Um, would you say that about Joe Exotic as well? <laughs> <laughs> right, so you're saying Joe Exotic is a badass. Joe Exotic and Frank from the Jungle Cruise are basically the same thing. For all we know, Joe Exotic's immortal. <laughs> that <laughs> man will never die. Um. Going up against Barbosa. And Some, somebody else who was immortal at one point, someone who <laughs> sacrifices himself in the end. He he uh, I'm gonna let you do all of this stuff that happens in the end of the 
the Pirates franchise because I don't really remember a whole lot about what happens after the first movie. Um, but in the first movie, he is very badass. And yes, honestly, I'm very surprised that there are not a whole lot of villains on this bracket because Same. like villains tend to have very badass personas. Mm-hmm. Captain Barbosa being one of them. Sure. He's kind of got an intimidating way of speaking. He lords information over other people. He's definitely anti-system. Yeah. All quite badass. Uh, he's, he's always hanging around at nighttime and, uh, you know, he makes weird sounds and scary faces at <laughs> Elizabeth Swan and, um, turns into a, a skeleton. He's a zombie skeleton. Like that's, that's quite badass. Sure. Here's what's interesting. He's a leader too. And I yep. mentioned kind of like the badass kind of being like a, just a piece in the, in the puzzle of a, of a group. Captain Barbosa has this leadership style that I really admire that he's not really the one who's standing on top of Pride Rock being like, here's what we're doing. Here's the way things are. He's kind of just like the hype man and he's letting everyone else go out and do the things that they're good at. Like mm-hmm. the little dude who has the bombs on his squad. <laughs> like he's, do you think Barbosa was like, Hey bro, I need you to be the bomb guy. Or do you think the bomb guy was like, Hey boss, I like, I'm like super into bombs. Do you think this could be like my like pirate specialty? It's like this little bomb thing. Barbosa, you know what, man? If you want to run with it, go ahead. Like go. you have my support. <laughs> I will give guess. you the tools you need to succeed. Be my guess. I'll I'll move any blocker in your way for you to live your best life. Okay, go be the bomb. Guy. Um, the big guy that like has two swords. It's gonna teach you the meaning of pain. Like same thing. <laughs> you know, he's like, I want to be the enforcer. I want to be the guy out here yelling. I want to go shirtless. Barbosa was like, dude, you got me. Like, Live, your I got truth. You. Live your truth. So like, yes, I think all of the animals of the pride look up to Mufasa in, in kind of a similar way, but Barbosa is able to kind of bring himself down mm-hmm. to a level that is on the same plane as the other pirates in his crew, which makes him like a very uh, sociable, relatable badass, which yeah. is, which is kind of rare. Um, Frank's hand-to-hand combat skills are great and like Jeffrey Rush is like an old guy and he you know is great with a sword <laughs> so I feel like Frank probably has the edge on like uh, physical melee skills probably. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with Captain Barbosa just because I think Frank is this kind of like very hurt man Frank's kind of a hero he's kind of like got a hero thing going on Sure. In addition to being like the badass. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Barbosa. Yeah, it's definitely Barbosa here. And we didn't even talk about where he becomes the most badass, which are in the next two movies, in, this, in Dead Men's Chest and At World's End. Like talk about someone who is willing to, to risk his mortality again after dying the first time. He, he has reached death. He gets brought back by Calypso. And then he leads this crew not only off the face of the earth, taking that risk, but also into a maelstrom to have a, an entire battle in this swirling vortex. And, he, and he's, taking, he's taking the reins on that. Like It's that kind of recklessness that comes off as pretty badass. Uh, and shout out to the fact that he named his pet monkey after the person he hated the most. Like That's kind of a badass move when you're you're that confident that you've just killed this guy that you're like, you know what? Fuck that guy. I'm going to name my monkey after him. That's badass. So you're right. Captain Barbosa definitely deserves to move on here. 
Any issue with that choice there, Mandy? Oh, not at all. I mean, we've also had like five movies where Barbosa has just repeatedly shown five or six, five, 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 five. movies, mm-hmm. five movies where Barbosa has just repeatedly shown how much of a badass he is. Um, and I think one of his most badass traits is how he just laughs in the face of danger. Jeffrey yes. Rush gave his character that like brilliant like ah ha 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 laugh, and it it shows up every time. And it's I think just you know if you can do that, you're pretty badass. So absolutely agree. Him uh, joining the Royal Navy in the fourth movie might hurt him in the next round, but uh, we'll we'll see about it. All right, let's hop to the other side of the brackets. Number two, Mulan versus number 15. Another deep cut in the badass catalog, Chernobog, Chernobog from Fantasia. Chernobog. Let's talk about his little part, Night on Bald Mountain in Fantasia. Homie just wanted to throw a party. And let me tell you, rager. he threw a rager. Not only does he invite guests, he brings these guest spirits out of the ground from, from the graveyards and has them just dance for him. He gets he brings out these like little little fire girls that are like topless and they're doing this like little boobs. dance. Dude. <laughs> dude, they're boobs in the Disney movie. Like not just boobs in the background, the boobs nope. fly at the screen. At, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's putting Fiery the boo boobs. in boobies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so his whole thing is he's up on this mountain. He throws this massive party. All these little demon guys are dancing. He's an intimidating looking character. He's this huge demon type figure with these like horns and these glowing eyes. And he has this really, really creepy grin. And like just just his appearance alone is pretty badass. If you're like this this huge being it's like the rock like he's a huge being uh, and that makes him badass it makes chernabog badass as well we only get like whatever four minutes with chernabog because that's about as long as his part in fantasia is um but it's a pretty it's a pretty badass scene also just anything dealing with like demons and spirits and wanting to be around them feels badass in and of itself uh, granted, he is like a demon himself, so he's just pardoned with the homies, but it's still kind of badass. Well, yeah, it's like the, the, the like the idea of like demons and devils and like Satanism is like right. anti-system. Sure. It's it's anti-church, anti-religion, and like yep. like we've been talking about with all these badasses. Like to the extent, to some extent, they're trying to defy the status quo. So being a demon is in itself in defiance of <laughs> heteronormativity. Being a demon is uh, is in a or no being a dancing spirit is in defiance of living. Fuck the system. I'm back. I'm back and I'm alive. Up against number two, Mulan, who like this. This is a power hitter of a badass right here. Not only is she a, a great warrior, as we see throughout the film, she works her way to become a great warrior. She is training at camp while also having to conceal who she is. And she's able to become the best of the warriors in her battalion, right? Uh, she is pretty fearless. She's strong as hell. And if you're strong, you're, you're badass. Louisa, shout out Louisa. Like, you're going to be... She's strong. Mulan is strong. Um, but the way that she got there is also incredibly badass. She's taking her dad's spot in war. Dad's supposed to go to war, and she's like, Mm-mm, I'm going to sneak out, and I'm going to take your spot. That's, that's a pretty badass move right there, right? And 
and whether or not that's like quote unquote sacrifice to to have no fear in that moment i'd be terrified i wouldn't want to (laughs) go like i would be absolutely terrified and she's willing to do it uh for the honor of her family and then of course like she has her badass montage moment she's gearing up she's you get a sword she's looking at the sword cuts that hair badass that's dope uh Towards the end, she's able to really, towards the end, she's able to not only like feel comfortable with who she is, uh, but she's also able to maintain her badassness. Like it's pretty badass to like reveal something that you've been hiding the entire time and not letting that be a distraction for the main goal. Like she, towards the end when she has to literally save China um, and Shang, Shang, that's her, that's the boy's name. Yeah, Li Shang. Shang, uh, Finds out who she is. Uh, She's not out here just like, darn, I'm going to go home. No, she has something to finish. And she's going to be at that palace and she's going to help defend it and she's going to get the job done. That's that's pretty badass. Um, So I think in this matchup, I have a feeling I know where Chris is going to go, but I'm going to go with the number two Mulan. I think that she's a pretty badass character. Uh no, Mulan is a pretty badass character. Um, the way that she says "f you" to tradition itself, like, is yeah. is so badass. Um, but I like uh, the 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 area she's coming up short for me, and like, you gotta understand, this is not something I'm saying about like all people <laughs> or like all characters. Like, this is my own personal sort of like wish list in a badass. I like I like Jack characters like i like characters with big muscles i like big boys i like big gals (laughs) Uh like you know that's just i think that that's badass it's what i want for myself you know like i want i want to look like that sure so mulan here's her thing she has a she has badass intelligence uh she has badass ingenuity yeah and the i'll make a man out of you sequence is not her being like, oh, I'm, I got so much, I practiced so hard that I got so strong that I cleared all of these challenges. It's like, I'm going to use my brain mm-hmm. and outsmart all these people. And I'm going to take the little metal thingies and tie them together and shimmy up the pole instead of just using brute force. But I think she instead also gets of, strong, right? Because she's like running up the mountain with the water jugs on her shoulders and she's able to pass up everybody. Like she's strong. In the finale, she uses her fan as like a defensive weapon Mm -hmm. and ends up defeating Shun Yu with this master plan where Mushu ties a firework to him and all. It's like a whole operation. You know, she doesn't go toe to toe with him and win outright. Like, without question. It's the same thing when they're going through the pass and there's the avalanche, you know, like it's not, oh, I'm going to fight through every single one of these people. I'm going to launch the rocket at the mountain and I'm going to bury these fools. Sure. And like that, like that is badass intelligence. But for me, when I'm thinking about what (laughs) I think is badass, you got to Chernobog has a badass bod. He gets badass (laughs) babes. Uh, dude says F you to God by saying like, you, you took these people. Guess what? Yeet. They're mine I'm now. Take yeah. them back. 
and we're going to throw a rager in your face. Uh, Only thing that's not badass about Chernobog is that he has he gets sleepy when the yep. sun comes up and he has to go back to bed. Yep. Um, but dude, Chernobog's dope. Come on, man. Mm. I got Chernobog over Mulan. Mandy's yeah. breaking the tie. All right. So, I mean, yeah, I think Chernobog, you know, designed is a, as a badass, but I think when you save all of China while rejecting gender norms, that is that is super badass. So I'm going to have to agree with Kyle here and give it to Mulan. Very fair. All right, Mulan moves on to the round of eight. Next up, we've got number seven, Elsa from Frozen versus number 10, Nani from Lilo and Stitch. Y'all, I was not a Lilo and Stitch kid right. when I was growing up. Mandy, were you a Lilo and Stitch? Uh, like? Oh, Hell yeah. Every single birthday party in 2003 was soundtracked by Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride. Everyone in my friend group had Lilo and Stitch themed birthday parties that like played the movie and maybe was um, insensitive to Hawaiian culture at the time. But, you know, it was it was like 2003 was like the year of Lilo and Stitch. So absolutely. (laughs) I have been a, a longtime listener, never time caller yeah. on like Disney Twitter, Disney Reddit, like any of the Disney online communities. I do not get in that conversation ever, but I watch it. I watch it all oh, unfold. Yeah. And the one of the most consistent things that people bring up, and every time someone brings it up, they think that it's this brand new revelation. People just thirsting for Nani. <laughs> And people being like, oh, Nani, oh, Nani awoken so many things inside of me. Oh, like, right. blah, blah, blah. man. So, um, like I said, I was not a Lilo and Stitch kid growing up. Um, so I understand why Nani's on here because I know she's a very popular character mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. Physically, she's pretty jacked. Yeah. She's definitely got powerful lower body and reasonably strong looking upper body as well phenomenal athlete the beginning of the movie we see nani roll up to the dance studio that she's late picking up lilo so nani runs home she's got the stride of a gazelle (laughs) she's got to be running like a sub five minute mile she's she's got so much speed with each one of those strides has a little uh you know i'm walking here moment with a Cobra Bubbles, who Cobra Bubbles. You know, you want to you want to talk about badasses. Uh, uh, Mr. Bubbles is badass as hell. But she sees this man driving and she kicks in his bumper and she calls him a stupid head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is probably more of an emotional reaction that I would like to see from a badass, but it shows uh courage and bravery, I suppose. And she's literally saying, fuck the system in that moment, because Mr. Bubbles works for social services. She's like, nah, I got this. Government, get out of here. So, she's a great runner. <laughs> great surfer. I mean... Which, which I, like, being someone who is not necessarily skilled in the water, if you surf, you're, you're a badass in my eyes, right? Like, it is a sport that I looks like I would never be able to master, let alone attempt. If you can swim, you're a badass in my eyes. Like I can, I sink. I mean, I'm I'm out here going to Typhoon Lagoon, and I can't even go past where my tippy toes go because I'm gonna drown because I get too tired. Um, and there's people just like treading water out in the deep end for like hours at a time. And I'm like, how are you guys doing this? 
Right. It's crazy. So, so yes, I agree. Nani's uh, skill in the water is, is quite impressive. And, and yeah, she's got those surfer skills that are, that are amazing and, and very badass. Extreme sports are badass. Yes, they are. Period. Jumping out of airplanes, surfing, rock climbing, skateboarding, rollerblading, snowboarding. These are all badass sports because there's an element to danger in them. I mean, totally. all sports have an element to danger, but Kyle, we're tennis boys. <laughs> and, and, and like the, the most, this, the most dangerous thing that you could experience on the tennis court is heat stroke. Right. All you really need to do is make sure you are, you're wearing a hat and you're drinking enough water. And other than that, you're good. Right. But when you're out on the water, you got to make sure that you have a, a line when you drop in, I don't know. That, that sounds like it's probably what it's called. <laughs> See, when we're you, not, when you, we can't even talk about it in, because we're not. You have a line, right? Like, <laughs> there's no other people in the water because um, that would be dangerous, right? You, you got to make sure there's no sharks in the water because, you know, great whites. Totally. You got to make sure that you know how to swim. It's yep. also cold as hell, at yep. least in California in the water. Hawaii is a little bit warmer, I guess, but... The big the waves in Hawaii are so freaking huge right. and so freaking powerful. Some of the most uh, well-renowned surf spots in the entire world are in Hawaii. Oh. Uh, so she's she's definitely out here, you know, facing giants. It's impressive. It's impressive. Um, Elsa, she also has little. A little oceanic, a little aquatic skill <laughs> to her as well. We she see does. that in Frozen 2. Yeah. And this is, and, I, and I'm kind of like jumping ahead in the life of Elsa, but like when I saw Elsa on this bracket, I was like, one moment, one moment to describe Elsa as a badass. And it was that teaser trailer for Frozen yes. 2. Yes. Dark beach, thunder, lightning, rain, ocean, ice caps. Elsa sta- wearing pants now. <laughs> standing at the wave ice blast cha, creates a little ramp for herself run 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 try try and beat the wave boom mm-hmm. knocked out doesn't work do it again um that sequence just so badass ends up making it over has to rodeo style wrangle the water knock giant underwater horse creature yep and and uh, what do they call it when you like um break is it called breaking a horse when you That's, you break a horse when you like eventually get it to like listen to you it sounds right but also it sounds really depressing to like break your horse into submission to uh, it, it's called break it's called breaking breaking a maiden you break he, she broke his, its maiden broke it in i mean wrangling wrangling creatures of mythical proportion and getting them to submit to your own will like that's extremely badass there's no Marvel characters on this bracket. Elsa's probably the closest thing we have to that. She right. has superhero type powers, which is very badass. It is. She didn't have control of them at one time, which is sort of badass in its own way, but we see mm. how dangerous her powers can be. She's summoning ice spikes to go after uh, the Duke of Whistleton's um, homeboys. She almost kills Anna with her ice powers. Like, Right. Very, very powerful being, very, very badass. She has to kind of restrain herself a little bit, um, and she has a badass level of restraint. She also goes on an emotional journey 
She has to to face her demons in a very badass way eternally. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she does things on her own, kind of a Lone Ranger type situation where she um, kind of fills uh, some more uh, badass character archetypes. I'm going with Elsa for sure. I think the pro the problem with Nani for me is that she the way that she acts, she feels like she's always just barely hanging on by a thread. A badass always has control of the situation. Hmm. And very few times in Lilo and Stitch does Nani have control of <laughs> even the smallest situation. Sure. I But I think I disagree with that notion of the badass always having control. I think that a badass will always make it work or always make it happen despite the circumstances. I don't think badasses have control of a, of a situation. They insert control into a situation. I, d- I don't see Elsa as a badass, like really at all. I agree with you that that teaser trailer and then that scene in the film uh, and her wrangling this mythical water horse is super badass, but that's really to the extent for me. I think that she is more so just like a troubled human like the rest of us that are just, just trying to figure out who she is and who she wants to be. She might be a little bit too too caring at times, you know? I think I, I just don't see her as a badass. I see Nani as a badass for sure. Uh, she's trying to juggle life and being a single parent. Like being a single parent is pretty badass if you're able to raise a child successfully. Is she doing it uh, as perfectly? No, but she's making things work. She's making it happen. And she's making sure that Lilo's happy. She gets her this dog, for heaven's sake. She's ma- making it happen uh, some type of way. And I think that's pretty badass. I like that she stands up to authority. She's got the situation. It might not be pretty, but she's got it. That confidence and fearlessness to attack the situation, I really like. She, her her f- physical violence against this, this car is pretty badass, especially somebody that looks like Mr. Bubbles and speaks like Mr. Bubbles and drives up like Mr. Bubbles in the black car and the suit. Like, that's very intimidating. And she stands up to that dude. Fearless. That is, that's super badass to me. So I'm going to go with Nani, the number 10, which means that, Mandy, you're going to break a tie. Oh, gosh. This is, like, the toughest matchup for me because I do think that, like, to give up, like, all of your dreams and, you know, have to deal with tragedy at a very young age and, like, take care of, you know, a child when you are still a child, that is, that requires an incredible amount of strength. And I think Nani is a very strong character. Hmm. Um, But unfortunately, I think we just have a little bit more time to see Elsa's growth, growth and development. You know, most of Lilo and Stitch is very focused on Lilo and, you know, Nani shows up from time to time in the series, but it's really, really focused on Lilo. We don't get to see as much of, of Nani in her badassery. So I think just based on, you know, some of the moments we've gotten the scene of Elsa, you know, kind of growing and learning how to use her powers. And, you know, when she saves the town with that giant ice wave, that's a pretty badass moment. So this is tough, but I think I'm, I think I'm going to give it to Chris and, and push Elsa on to the next round. All right. Let's talk about this next matchup here. It's number three, Hercules versus number 14, Sergeant Calhoun, a, a character that we certainly haven't talked about here on this podcast. So. Sergeant Calhoun is from Wreck-It Ralph, that first film, and she is a character in this like sci-fi war game called Hero's Duty. Uh, she's voiced by Jane Lynch, who has that kind of raspy, confident, badass voice when she uses this character. I really like that. 
she's like the commander. So in this game, you would be led by Calhoun. Uh, and while we've kind of established or at least brought up the theme that maybe being like the leader isn't necessarily badass, but the way in which she leads is very badass. She's out here calling people names. She's always referring to her like her troop of men as ladies. She's out here always having a weapon on her. And she does, she reveals her weapons in the most badass way. It's always that over the shoulder, off the back, bring it down. It's time to fight some cybugs. There's some moments throughout Wreck-It Ralph when she's kind of revealing her backstory. And there's one in particular when at her wedding, uh, her wedding is interrupted by a massive cybug. And she brings out this like Gatling gun <laughs> in her wedding dress and it's just <laughs> and just destroys the cybug in the middle of her wedding. That's a badass moment. <laughs> That's the that's the weapon I pull out in GTA when I'm trying to get five stars like five very stars. quickly. I'll just just whip it out and just go crazy. Um, oh my god, so good! And like it's interesting on the topic of guns. You know, it's it's kind of a layup to be like, oh, badass has guns. You know, it, it's kind of like a difficult subject, especially in oh, today's yeah. world when that Absolutely. is such a topic of conversation. Um, Sergeant Calhoun is really the only character on this bracket that uses guns. For the most part, they're kind of like lasers. Right. They're yes. kind of like blaster type guns. Yeah, it's like that, sci- that sci-fi type gun um, that she's using. And she has, she has many. She's well equipped. Her appearance is very badass. She's in this, this like form-fitting armored suit. So while she may not be out here just like absolutely jacked, she is definitely in that kind of futuristic badass look. Uh, about her uh so that's yeah sergeant calhoun and she uh she gets with little fix it felix which i don't know how badass that is like fix it felix is kind of a a weenie but that's that's like i think such a nice pairing like in couples like the one that's like badass and strong and then like the little soft boy like i think that that's I short think that's, kings rise up yeah short yeah king spring for sergeant calhoun <laughs> over there yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's I agree with you, Mandy. I like that too, but I don't know if it fits in the badassery uh, Venn diagram necessarily. No, it's the it's the it's the guy gets the girl in the end. Sergeant Calhoun's the guy and Felix is the girl. Like this is what <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Whereas sure. like it's not really about them finding right. each other, but like the badass always comes out on top. Sure. I can subscribe to that. Up against Hercules, and this is another character that, like Elsa, I never really looked in at. I never really looked at in the lens of being like a badass, only because he's so endearing for the entire film, and he's the hero. And we kind of talked about how the heroes aren't often like the badass category. They're that's usually set for some of the side characters, but I can see why people choose him as badass. He's a god, first of all. He's out here. He's absolutely jacked. He is ripped. He become he achieves like celebrity status at one point. Has his own merch. Has his own shoes. That's that's pretty badass. And then oh, he can fight. Like <laughs> sometimes not so well, but he finds a way. Sometimes with the sword. Sometimes with his bare hands. He's fighting these mythical creatures and and taking them down. Uh, and you know. 
at the end, he he wins the day. He wins the girl. It was all kind of for the girl to begin with. He sends himself into that pool of spirits, which is kind of a badass move, but it's also one of those sacrificial moves, right? Like, how badass is it to to do that? Uh, he he comes out alive, I guess. So everyone wins, but um, I I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is about Herc that I just don't see him in that that badass way. I see him more as that endearing hero figure that we look up to as an example. And I don't think that we always look at our badasses as an example of, you know, show our kids like, grow up, you want to be brave like Captain Barbosa. <laughs> Not necessarily, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think that just by default of that brain block that I have around Hercules, I have to go with the 14 Sergeant Calhoun. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to go with the upset. I, I mean, the fact that she's always calling people names and, and kind of always has just a little hint of disrespect about her. Like, <laughs> just that's just so right, great. Pussy willows, like, so oh, good. the best lines. <laughs> so the best. Good. They just sprinkle that into a Disney movie. Let's. Yep. Um, no, I, I agree about Hercules. He definitely is kind of a lovable, meat headed uh, right. type hero. And his combat skills, I will say, are extremely badass. Uh, yeah. He he has like a mini sword, I think, but most of his fighting is done uh, barehanded, which is very impressive. He defeats the centaur guy. He yeah. defeats the uh, Hydra. I, I don't know. I think that's what it's called with all of the different heads in like the yeah. first Hades trial um, yeah. by basically just smashing the cliffside so hard that it all falls down on the, uh, the monster. He takes the Titans and like throws them into tornado and like eats the tornado into <laughs> yeah. like another universe. Uh, very strong. And like, those are very badass things. Uh, but like you said, the, the sacrifice aspect is, is not great. Uh, when I think about a badass, uh, as well as kind of that, that sort of lovable, lovable side that, that he has. Um, so I'm with you, Sergeant Calhoun. Mandy, do we agree with sending Hark the number three seed home here? Oh, yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the traits of a badass that we haven't really talked about much is having a tragic backstory. And Sergeant mm. Calhoun definitely gets that with the, the loss of her husband from a cybug at her wedding day. Um, <laughs> and is just, oh, God, so good. Also voiced by Jane Lynch. So you already have a one up there. And I think Hercules, you know, he it, it's tough to be a badass when you're a hero, but also tough to be a badass when you kind of come from privilege. Like, his parents are gods. Mm. Like, yes, he loses his godliness and has to fight back for it. But I don't know if that's, you know, super badass. I think that's definitely heroic, not, not really badass. So totally agree. I think Sergeant Calhoun for the win here for sure. I think that part of my mental block is like, if you if you can sing your your that's badass, but his song he sings doesn't feel necessarily badass. Right? It's a little too inspirational. When, when Michael Bolton adapts it, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've lost your badass card at that moment. <laughs> All right, it's the final matchup of round one. It's number six Moana versus number eleven, the Great Prince of the Forest, aka Ugh. Bambi's daddy from <laughs> Bambi. Kyle, I think you I think you already know where I'm going with this Bro. one. Uh, number six Moana she profiles a lot like Mulan let's be honest she starts out trying to get boxed in by society by her parents 
she, she follows the advice of her ghost grandma and says, you know what? F that. I'm out of here. I'm going to follow my own destiny and I'm going to go on this impossible mission and use my wits and use my determination to save the day. Yes, she, she faces a volcano beast uh, yeah. and, and splits the ocean apart. Like That's all very badass, um, but very expected from a hero at the same time. The great prince of the forest. Let's talk about this <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about this man right now. Oh. Bambi Daddy, okay? He um is is like he's an absent father, all right? We can we can kind of just I guess say that. Uh obviously animal animal law and animal society is different from human society, so that's I think in the context of being a deer, not necessarily something that we should hold against him. Uh he has the baby and then he pieces out and he gets back to doing his thing. And that is walking around with giant antlers and being regal. Um, yep. Pretty badass that he's so distant, both physically and emotionally. You just don't really know what he's about. He's so mysterious. <laughs> the, the, the initial introduction to him is this kind of reveal shot when baby Bambi's looking up and he comes out on this giant rock and there's like glitter and like a spotlight that goes down on Bambi Daddy and Bambi Mommy's like, that's the great prince of the forest. And she says something to the extent of he's so badass, bro. <laughs> and then a little, fast forward a little bit in the movie. They're in the meadow. The meadow's sketchy. Meadow, the hunters all over the place in the meadow. Yeah. Everyone stops. Bambi's daddy's snapping necks. As he walks oh. through that meadow, they're just like, "Ooh, there he goes! Ooh, there he goes!" Uh-huh. Um, just, just to do it, like for no reason other than like this dude is so regal and so badass, we all have to stop and watch him walk by. And then, Hunter, Bambi Daddy senses man's presence, and Bambi Daddy orders the retreat of everyone out of the meadow. But who's the last person out of that meadow? Bambi Daddy. Bambi Daddy. He, because he knows that he's like I. I'm the one who is most well-equipped for this situation. So you can bet your butt I'm going to be the last one out of here. I got you. That is so badass. Appears out of the snow when Bambi's mom goes bye-bye. He's there doing a little motivational speech. (laughs) No, it's not a motivation. Yeah, he is. Your mother cannot be with you anymore. Come with me. Yeah. He's like, like, come with me if you want to live. This is Terminator. (laughs) This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but come on, the most badass, the most badass thing that Bambi Daddy does in the whole movie is save the entire forest from the forest fire. Sure. Bambi, uh, like adolescent Bambi passes out and Bambi Daddy's like, wake up, bitch. We got a forest fire. Let's go. <laughs> and so they start running out there. They're doing the same thing. They're like shepherding all the other forest creatures out of the area so that they can kind of like, Secure the perimeter. Like, all right, we're all clear. Everyone, everyone down below. Uh oh, fire's coming up fast. We gotta jump off a waterfall. <laughs> so, Bam- teenage Bambi and Daddy Bambi, they're like trying to decide. Like, oh shit, should we jump off this waterfall? I don't know. It's pretty tall. Giant burning tree starts falling behind them. <laughs> like, we gotta go. So they jump off the waterfall, and then everyone's like, oh my god, they're dead. They died. And then Bambi Daddy just slowly out of the water uh-huh. to like a total badass emerges uh-huh. um, and then he walks off screen and we never see him again never again as badass as it gets from any movie character any Disney character it's number 11 for me no question 
I think Moana has a pretty badass journey where she is defying uh, authority in, in the fact that she's taken off, not supposed to go beyond the reef. And she says, fuck all that. I, I'm not, I don't give a fuck about this princess shit. I'm going to go past that reef. And she also now has a job to go past that reef. It's pretty badass to go on a solo adventure, let alone not know how to sail and go on a solo adventure. So kind of making it up as you go, I think is, there's some badassness to that. Uh, but she she's so she's another like hurt character where she's almost and even even Raya doesn't suffer from that because Raya feels a little bit more stoic, a little bit less goofy. And Moana feels a little too goofy for someone to be considered a badass. Uh, she her journey is badass. Her fearlessness is badass. She know how to play a little. I, I bet she could be a major league baseball player. Did you see the way that she was hitting those coconut pirates? Out with the oar. She's out here. She's timing that thing up. She's got a beautiful swing. It's pretty we got to get her on a home run derby X or whatever yeah. that stupid <laughs> home run derby <laughs> thing is that invented. There you go. Um, but dude, Bambi's dad, that it's that beyond all the things that you said, and you definitely hyped up how badass he can be, that element of like mysteriousness. M- automatically makes you incredibly badass if like people are like you have a myth about you that you're you're just so you're so badass that like people could be like making up stories about you all the badass (laughs) things you you, you've done that feels like bambi's dad and not only are like the forest creatures this doesn't happen in the film i'm making this up but like the forest creatures are like hunting around like oh yeah bambi's dad oh i heard one time he ate three hunters (laughs) you know like (laughs) Not only that, that gossip happening, uh, he does save the entire forest from this forest fire and does it in just the most like action hero badass way. Uh, so I've, I didn't think I would, but I'm going to agree with you. And I'm going to send the old stack past Moana here. Uh, Mandy, you, I don't, can't tell if you're mortified or if you're, you're upset. What's going on? Oh my God. I'm so mad. <laughs> that wimpy dear. You gotta be kidding me. Oh wimpy. my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where were you when your wife took a bullet? Um, oh my God. I mean, just, just the fact that Moana like sees this like raging lava demon and is like, let her come to me and like walks in slow motion, like a slow motion walk. <laughs> so badass. Like, Whatever, it's fine. Bambi's dad is moving on. I'm, I'm pretty pissed, but it's fine. It's fine. There always has to be one round. There always has to be one round. So, well, I'm real glad that this episode is over because uh, Mandy may go ahead and, and rage quit on us if it wasn't. So, uh, we we did it. We have our elite eight matchups that we'll get to next episode, and it looks like this: the number sixteen Mighty Duck himself, Fulton Reed, versus number eight Maui. Number four, Raya versus number five, Captain Barbosa. Number two, Mulan versus number seven, Elsa. And number 14, Sergeant Calhoun versus number 11, Bambi's Poppy. Uh, Mandy, I'm very sorry that we pissed you off at, to end this episode, but we really appreciate your insight, your, your takes, your rants, and we can't wait to hear more about it next time. You know, there's always got to be a spicy take, and this was the one. So I'm rolling with it and uh, looking forward to part two. 
All right, everyone. Well, you know how to reach us. If you've got uh, something to say about these apparently spicy, badass takes, if you've got a bracket idea, if you want to be a co-host, email us at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. All those channels are linked in the description of this podcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can become a member of Jerry's Gang by supporting us at the $5 level. Head over to patreon.com slash mousemadness. Folks, ah, one thing before we go. So tell me, what's become of my ship? <laughs>